Building generative containers to catalyze social and organizational change is not a well-developed skill in most OD change practitioners. But container building is a necessary, nay, vital skill to solve the complex adaptive challenges of today. To solve today's most intractable challenges, it requires bringing together highly diverse people from across the system to share, to listen, to empathize, and to learn from one another to create a shared understanding that later leads to shared intention and aligned actions. Generative containers are the mechanism by which we help diverse others solve their most intractable problems together. Hence, in today's episode, we discuss how to build generative containers as a means to solve our most intractable issues, challenges, and problems. So if you're ready, let's begin. Welcome to another episode of All Things OD, where I'm here to help you offer more, be more, and live more. Whether you're serving as an OD practitioner, change management professional, or business transformation consultant. I'm your host, Randall Scott, and it's great to be with you here today. As mentioned, in today's episode, we're going to discuss the key components that comprise an effective generative container. Additionally, we will discuss how to create the conditions to enable transformative change to occur. And lastly, we'll discuss the role of the OD change leader in creating such conditions to bring about systemic change. Now, before we begin, I want to offer you a free resource that complements our discussion today, and that is a free 90-minute workshop on 10 strategies that you can use to elevate, revitalize, and transform your career. If you've been wanting to develop yourself professionally, but lacked either the time or money, then this capability development training is for you. You can access this free training at henosispartners.com workshop, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can click on the link in the description below. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. All right, so we start with defining what is a generative container. A container is a vessel or repository that contains or can contain something else. Generative means capable of producing or originating something new. And so together then, we define a generative container as a vessel of human energies, ideas, ambitions, and hopes that is capable of producing transformative social change. But to be more specific, a generative container is a vessel which holds the intention and highest aspirations of a group. It holds the energetics, the shadow of a group. A generative container holds the conflicting intentions of a group. A generative container is a vessel within which one can share their truth, be vulnerable with one another, and learn from others. It is a place to disrupt existing patterns, to disrupt the status quo, and to provoke a new direction of travel. Generative containers is where emergence occurs, 
where a self-organization begins to ripple out to produce something new. And lastly, a generative container is from which breakthroughs and innovations can emerge, where great things happen. All right, with that brief definition on what are generative containers, let's define further how generative containers actually manifest themselves. We begin by looking at a container's structure. It's important to first realize that containers have a shape, and the shape that seems to work best is a circle geometric arrangement. In addition to generative containers having a shape, they also have a context within which they operate. Generative containers also have an ambiance, a climate that exists within the container. Generative containers also have a center point. And lastly, generative containers produce emergence, something new. All right, so let's understand each of these components of a generative container next. First off, we address the question, how do generative containers manifest themselves? Well, generative containers can manifest themselves physically in the form of a dialogic-based event. And of course, they can manifest themselves virtually in the form of a Zoom call, for example. What are the objects then to which action is directed within a generative container? Well, the typical objects are the group or team that's been assembled to, for example, solve a organizational challenge or intractable problem. Ideas and thoughts from the group and team are objects to which action could be directed. The stories and narratives that emerge from the dialogue between members of the group or team. The energies that exist within the container serve as an object to which action could be directed. The intentions for each person who is participating is an object to which action could be directed. Or it could be other content such as data or reports. Next, we address the question, why do we need to use a generative container? What do they offer us? Well, they have this magical ability about them to transform understandings, intentions, actions, and relations of several diverse others to bring about sustainable systemic social change. You see, generative containers have this ability to produce a qualitatively different kind of energy and spirit and connection. That just isn't possible through a typical organizational meeting. So when would we use a generative container? Well, we can use a generative container to resolve a conflict. We can use generative containers to solve for an adaptive challenge. We can use them to help transform the culture of our organization. We can use them to help a group vision the new. And we can use generative containers to help identify ways to improve organizational performance. Now, the scales at which we could use a generative container are at organizational level. We could leverage generative containers to address issues at community level. We could leverage generative containers to address issues at ecosystem level. And we can even use generative containers to address issues that affect all of humanity. All right, so what are the key components then to build a generative container? Well, the first thing that we need to do is to establish the purpose or intention of leveraging a generative container. In addition to that, we need to determine or state what our direction of travel is. What does better look like? What do we hope for in leveraging a generative container? Another key component is that we need to create the conditions 
for transformative change to occur. And if we do this right, it'll produce the right type of adaptive behaviors that will actually bring about transformative change. Another key component is that we need to consider the structure of the generative container. What does it look like? In addition to how are we going to govern the generative container to produce the outcomes that we're hoping for? We need to consider the enabling tools that will allow us to be successful when leveraging a generative container. And we also need to consider the OD change practitioner's role and responsibilities in both hosting and facilitating use of a generative container. And lastly, we need to be monitoring the signals of success, the extent to which our generative container was helpful in bringing about the transformation that we're looking for. So we're going to dive deep into each one of these components to build a generative container. So the first thing that you need to do when building a generative container is to state your purpose or intentions for wanting to leverage and build a generative container. And you'll want to do this by defining the purpose or your intention in more of a future-focused, possibility-centric manner. So for example, maybe your generative container is to help solve for a complex adaptive challenge that the organization is struggling with. Maybe your purpose or intention is to help resolve some internal conflicts between various departments or organizations. Perhaps you're wanting to vision the future of an organization or a business unit. You may want to leverage a generative container to help improve performance of a cross-functional process. You might have grander ambitions to leverage a generative container to help convene a new ecosystem to meet a broader set of customer needs. Maybe your purpose and intention isn't so much to help with organizational challenges as it might be to help resolve a conflict in your community or region or even broader nation. Maybe you're looking to help address humanity's wicked problems of homelessness, drug use, violence, poverty, water and food sustainability, education, or other issues. So building and leveraging a generative container can help with any of these types of purposes or intentions. Next, it's important to state your desired direction of travel from leveraging a generative container. Just as a side note, since generative containers are often used to help solve complex adaptive challenges, it's often not possible to identify a specific outcome as it is more about stating your desired direction of travel. So for example, maybe it's about creating a shared understanding of the challenge and issue facing the organization or your community or your region, including how best to solve the challenge and issue. Perhaps it's about creating a shared intention, establishing a common goal or a shared goal on how to proceed with solving a particular challenge or issue. Maybe your desired direction of travel is about aligning actions both individually and collectively by first identifying and then later conducting safe-to-fail experiments for a system to learn their way forward. Or perhaps your desired direction of travel is about transforming relations amongst key stakeholders, about deepening relations, restoring fractured relations, or establishing new relations as a pathway forward. Perhaps it's all the above. Most social transformations require all four of these things, creating a shared understanding, creating a shared intention, aligning actions both individually and collectively, and transforming relations all along the way. This next component is the most important aspect in building a generative container, and that is to create the conditions for transformative social change to occur. And there are two aspects to doing this well. 
the first thing that we need to do is to set the context for the generative container itself. We intentionally orchestrate a unique context that is complex in design, but as I'll show you in just a moment, it produces the adaptive behaviors that we need in order to realize the transformative social change that we're looking for. So the unique context that we're looking to create is the following. Number one, we're looking to establish a context where we're looking to solve a complex adaptive challenge. That is, there's some pressure that exists to solve some intractable type of challenge that the organization or your community is wanting to resolve. In addition to that, we're also wanting to create a context where there's asymmetrical relations. And what I mean by this is that those that you invite to participate in your generative container have different forms of authority, power, and knowledge. We're wanting to create a context where there is an interdependence, an entanglement exists amongst those that are participating in the generative container. We're wanting to maximize diversity, both cognitive diversity and demographic diversity. We're wanting to create an environment where there's dynamic interactions, exchanges, and connections occurring amongst and between those participating in the dialogic change event. And given that it is a dialogic change event, typically, we're wanting to emphasize dialogic engagement versus a debate or a general discussion. Containment is also an important aspect in the context that we're looking to create. The containment can represent a physical setting or a virtual setting. In either case, we're wanting to bring the system into the room. Introducing constraints purposefully is also another aspect with the unique context that we're looking to create. And the constraints can be of many different varieties, such as the different connections that we're establishing between participants or attendees. It could be constraints related to the different types of exchanges that are occurring. For example, one-to-one -one exchanges or small group exchanges or broader plenary type of exchanges. It could be constraints regarding different attractors that we purposely bring into our dialogic change event. And it could be about boundaries, who's included and who's excluded. So all of these things are considerations for us to think about when purposely designing constraints to form our unique context. We're also, of course, wanting to create an environment or a context that's welcoming or inviting to those participating. And lastly, we're wanting to establish a certain amount of psychological safety and trust, and maybe doing that through establishing some team agreements. So this is the context that we're looking to purposefully or intentionally orchestrate to create certain conditions to allow transformative social change to occur. Now what results in creating that unique context then is that it generates a certain ambiance or climate. So this represents the second part in creating the conditions for transformative change to occur. We're looking to generate a specific ambiance or climate where autocatalytic dynamics exist of conflicting intention, where disruption, uncertainty, turbulence, and stress exists. We're looking to generate a ambiance or climate where there's direct and indirect feedback loops that are occurring amongst and between people. We're looking to create an environment where there are rapidly changing environmental needs, which is a result of all the dynamic interactions, exchanges, and connections that are occurring amongst and between people. And collectively, then, these autocatalytic dynamics, this disruption, these feedback loops, and this rapidly changing environment 
is resulting in significant nonlinear emergence. And within this apparent chaotic or turbulent environment, we're still wanting to maintain an element of trust and community amongst people. And so we can say then that the ambience or climate that we're looking to create or generate, it's a function of the context that we've orchestrated. That is, it is a product of our design. So together then, we orchestrate a certain context to produce a certain ambiance or climate. And that in turn creates the conditions for transformational change to occur. And if we do this right, it'll evoke the necessary adaptive behaviors to help us realize our hoped-for outcomes. Adaptive behaviors such as creativity and innovation, challenging assumptions, changing mindsets, adaptive behaviors of aggregation and bonding of ideas, of transformative learning, where people are learning the different meaning perspectives that exist amongst individuals. We're looking to evoke adaptive behaviors that result in new narratives and generative images, that result in a self-reflection and awareness. We're looking to evoke a self-organization amongst people that reflect correlated action. And finally, and maybe most importantly, we're looking to evoke the adaptive behavior of storytelling and being vulnerable with one another. Now, in addition to creating the right conditions to evoke the right behaviors to produce social transformation, there's also a need to establish a light governance structure for your generative container. So, for example, you probably want to establish certain principles by which the generative container will abide by. For example, leadership will rotate, that responsibility be shared, and that there's a reliance on the wholeness of the group. In addition to that, you'll probably want to state certain desired practices, such as speaking with intention and listening with attention, and generally tending to the well-being of the circle itself. Another element of the structure that you're going to want to plan for are what are the rituals that will define your generative container? Typically, when leveraging a generative container, you would have at least these four rituals. A starting point that reflects a transition from social space to circle space. You'll want to make sure that you do a check-in to have each individual's voice be heard and to share their intentions for participating in your dialogic-based event. Then you'll engage in various dialogues, which will comprise the bulk of the activities that are performed within your generative container. And lastly, you'll want to do a checkout. What are the key learnings or aha moments that occurred for people individually? And lastly, you'll want to establish some governance roles to maintain the energetics of the group. So this includes a host facilitator role, which is the role of the OD change practitioner. You'll want to have a guardian role to watch for the energies of the group and to stop proceedings if things get too heated or too conflictual. And you may want to establish a timekeeper role and a scribe role to ensure that you achieve your goals and memorialize the event. So when building a governance structure for a generative container, the operative word here is to keep it light, to have a light structure while allowing for emergence and course corrections to occur along the way. In addition to establishing a light governance structure, you're also going to want to incorporate perhaps certain enabling tools to help manage the energetics of the group. So for example, you may want to introduce the use of reflective learning journals to maintain a learning log, either for people individually or for the collective group. 
you may want to introduce a chime bell to signify transitions from social time to circle time. You may want to employ a talking piece to slow the conversation and to ensure that all voices are heard. You'll most definitely want to introduce team agreements or to establish some type of team effectiveness model to create the psychological safety and trust that's necessary to produce the outcomes that you're looking for. And lastly, it's good to have an agenda, but to hold lightly to the agenda and allow for emergence to occur. Now, a key component when leveraging generative containers is to understand your role as an OD change practitioner. And there are many roles that you'll need to perform. The first role that you'll often serve in is a consultant role. And in this role, you're looking to develop relations with leadership and staff. You're looking to help scope the challenge and issue that they're looking to solve. At this time, you're also looking to determine who should participate in the dialogic-based event. That is, who will comprise your generative container. And when serving in the consultant role, you'll also want to obtain guidance from others on what are the goals, the objectives, the desired outcomes of the convened team. That is, what is our desired direction of travel. In addition to serving as consultant, you'll also serve as designer architect. And in this role, you architect the macro innovation sequence design, that is, the end-to-end -end design of your dialogic sequence or your dialogic-based event. And as part of the broader end-to-end -end design, you intentionally create the context for change to occur. This is also the time where you're building the container to execute the design, and you're assigning roles to those who can help manage container energetics. During your dialogic change event, then, your role shifts to that of host. And one of the first things that you need to do as host is to prepare your inner space for dialogue. That is, you need to prepare yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, and maybe even spiritually for hosting others in a generative change event. You'll need to prepare the external space for dialogue, whether the space is physical or virtual. You'll need to welcome attendees into the space, make them feel seen. You'll need to make sure that all are attended to adequately. And lastly, you'll need to ensure that all elements of the logistics are adequately addressed. And finally, once your event begins, you shift to facilitator role. And in this role, you initiate the starting point of the gathering. You conduct a check-in to ensure that all voices are heard, that all are seen. You review the goals and objectives, including educating on the team effectiveness model. That is, what agreements is the team going to abide to for their duration together. You'll then commence with the various dialogic activities per your event design. And as you do this, you'll be pattern spotting, nudging the group, and challenging dialogue all along the way. And when you encounter those challenging moments within the dialogic event itself, your role as facilitator will be to hold the container, that is to manage the energetics and shadow of the group. You want to make sure that the event's proceedings are documented and that before the events end, that you summarize key insights, key learnings, and next steps. And finally, you'll conclude the event with a checkout. And so all of these roles are important. The consultant role, the designer architect role, the host role, and the facilitator role when designing and leveraging generative containers as part of your macro innovation sequence. And lastly, you need to state or define what are your signals of success. How will you know that your generative container helped you achieve your hoped-for goals? There are a number of different signals of success that you can use, 
some of which are tangible in nature. These might reflect your longer-term signals of success. Examples include bottom-line savings or top-line revenue growth. Another example would be maybe increasing staff capacity or improving staff productivity. Yet other examples of tangible signals of success could be improvements to quality or reducing cycle time, that is, the time to value. Or maybe your signal is about improvements to the customer experience. Now, in addition to these more tangible signals of success, you can also define a number of intangible signals of success, and these represent the shorter-term signals. So examples of intangible signals of success include the following. The number of experiments or probes that you have planned versus in progress versus completed that emerged from the activities that occurred during your generative change event. A greater awareness of the whole, including people acknowledging their role in contribution to creating current day conditions. Another intangible signal of success would be to observe that real learning was occurring within people. This might manifest as altered mental models in individuals or shifting expectations amongst individuals. Another very real intangible signal of success is that there's a greater vitality, a greater vigor, aliveness, and energy that exists and that was demonstrated from those participating in your change effort. Other examples include increased trust amongst and between leadership and staff. Relationships and connections being established, deepened, and or restored. A greater confidence and ability of both leadership and innovation teams to solve complex adaptive challenges. Other legitimate intangible signals of success include better collaboration amongst and between people and functions. Reduced conflict and organizational friction when introducing change. Another signal is that new patterns of behavior are evident, such as newfound creativity, greater innovation, alliance building occurring, perhaps it's self-reflection occurring in and amongst the group, pattern spotting, and better information exchange and sharing amongst the group. All of these patterns represent important intangible signals of success. And finally, altered mindsets would be another legitimate example of an intangible signal of success. So in bringing it all together, we start with stating our intention. Then we look to tune conditions by creating a certain context for our generative container, resulting in a certain climate or ambiance, and these conditions then in turn shaping the behaviors of those that are participating in your generative change event. And it's from these adaptive behaviors that we catalyze emergence that we're looking for, that will help us achieve our hoped-for goals. And lastly, we're adapting and responding all along the way, through light governance, enabling tools, effective hosting and facilitating, and then watching for the signals. Generative containers are powerful vessels of change, vessels that contain human energies, ideas, ambitions, and hopes, and capable, as we've just described, of producing transformative social change on any scale, organizationally, within your community, and even the broader whole of humanity. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you found the content in this episode helpful. Please share your comments below, and if you like this video, hit the subscribe button and click the bell 
to get notified of all future weekly episodes. Also, don't forget to get your free resource. If you're watching on YouTube, click the link below in the description or visit henosispartners.com workshop. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.